Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. Part 2 of Gary Ewing chatting to Graham McLeod about his life and times in football. Sees Gally tell us about coming to Nairn on loan and his disastrous debut. Making his Lost County debut the day they won the third division title. Having Mark Hately as a teammate and also Gary's permanent transfer to Station Park. Here's what Gally had to say as we pick it up with him, telling us about working towards his full debut at Lost County. You start getting closer and closer to getting involved with the first team up at Ross County. Can you remember a match about getting involved in training and the early training sessions and who the standout players were? Yeah, I mean, for me, going through all my years at Ross County, I always looked up to, um, there was three guys, well, more than three guys, but three in particular that were there from the, the beginning, from when I was there. And it was um, Stephen Ferguson, who's obviously there now, Kenny Gilbert and uh, Roy McBain. I think the three of them were, in my eyes, just really good professionals. They would have a laugh and a joke and a good time off the park. But on the park and on the training pitch, it was just always 110%. And I think if you if you would ever found out um, it was going to be by them because they were all their expectations were were so high. And in particular, Kenny Gilbert. I mean, I think he would have. Well, they all would have, but I think he was always quite close with with the gaffer uh, Neil Cooper, and I think he would have run through a, a brick wall for him. And I think he showed that in a lot of the games, and especially in training. But yeah, no, the, the training was was always good. Um, as I say, the first the first two years at Ross County were, I think, probably the best the best footballing years I've I had. Um, just enjoyed turning up for training, enjoyed games, enjoyed all the cleaning. Honestly, the like cleaning of the boots and that the, the, the banter you got when you were doing that with a lot of the, the pros coming in, it was just good fun. And I, I think all the other boys would say that as well. It was just a, a good laugh, um, just a, a good time really. The 1998-99 season, that was a season where Ross County won the third division and you're getting closer and closer to playing and making your debut for the team. Were you involved with travelling with the team around the country on match days during that season? What was that like? Yeah, um, so we kind of, again, it was kind of split between the the YTS boys. So I, I, I don't recall going to every single game, but... Not that it was on a rota, but if you weren't involved in the match day squad, one or two of you would always still go along and, and help the, the kit man out with the kit, get involved with helping out with massages and, and whatnot, and really just being involved in the, the sort of match day experience. Um, you were absolutely gutted if you were involved on a cold, wet night away at Berwick Rangers or Stranartho and not getting home until sort of two or three in the morning. But but yeah, it was all, again, a good learning curve, just being in and around professionals uh, and helping out, even if you're not involved in the, the March Day squad. Um, but towards the, the sort of end of that season, um, or maybe sort of three quarters of the way through to that, I think everybody, all one of the YTS boys, with training full time, started sort of knocking on the door. And a lot of us were, were starting to be getting our chance, although not 
getting on the pitch, but we were um, involved in the match day squads, being on the bench, um, and then on some occasions getting on as well. Before that, though, you had a stint out on loan during Nairn, uh, to Nairn, sorry, during that season. How did that come about? Was it you desperate to get out and play, or had Nairn come in for you? And was there any other clubs that came in that you could have gone to as well? Um, I don't quite remember how it came about. I mean, I think at that time, whatever they whatever they told me to do, I would have done. Um, if they said go and over to Australia and go and loan a, a club over there, then I, I would have done it. Um, it was just the mentality you were at. You're thinking, mm-hmm. right, I've, I've made it as a full-time footballer, so I'm going to do what they're they're telling me to do. So we were playing, I think it was probably just under under 18s games that we were playing. Um, I think it might have even have been the, the sort of north of Scotland league. So your sort of Kilbokies and, and teams like that. So the, the standard wasn't, fantastic that we were playing in um, the sort of reserve team games so the opportunity came up to, to go on loan to, to Nairn and obviously with being a, a local lad um, never ever got to play for Nairn in the Highland League so if they wanted me to do it then I was happy to, to go to go and play um, I, I don't think there was any other clubs maybe Elgin I, I can't remember but I mean at the time it was as soon as Nairn was mentioned I was um, more than happy to, to go on loan there Your debut down at Fraserburgh was a bit of a disaster though can you tell us about that one? Hi um Again, it's it's brilliant being able to do this because it just brings back all the all the memories of the hardest things. But yeah, so went on loan. Um, first game was away to Fraserburgh. I can't remember. I think it must have been sort of winter time because I remember the pitch being really really hard. Even when we were warming up on it, it was people sliding all over the place. Borderline could have been could have been called off. I don't know. And I think it must have only been the first five minutes in the game. And I went up for a header and came down and landed on my head and knocked myself out. Was out cold for a couple of minutes, I think, and then got taken to the, the local hospital. And then back then it was like, right, you're fine, just get on with it. So I think I made it back to the game um, to sort of see the, the end of the game. And then usual back to the social club or whatever it was afterwards. And then all the boys are on the bus waiting to go go back to Nairn. And I'm just trying to get my head down, obviously head splitting. And then you just hear voices saying, oh, just go. They're not on the bus. Just go. So I'm thinking, what's going on? But those people that weren't on the bus were the managers, uh, Jimmy Walker and uh, Mike Fridge at the time. And the bus left. <laughs> and left them in Fraserburgh. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I think that was the last game that, that Jimmy managed. Um, and, and that obviously, I mean, I, I know Jimmy well, so yeah. he was probably probably one of the reasons that I, I decided to go to Nairn. Um, he was manager at Nairn when, so it was obviously Hovis at under 18 level, but Jimmy would have been manager at Nairn at the time, I think. So it was tough for me to see that, um, especially with being such a young lad, and I'm thinking, Christ, what the hell am I getting myself into? So yeah, the first game wasn't, uh, wasn't one to write about, I don't think. Yeah, you go back to Ross County and you're on the fringes of things as they clinch the third division title. Uh, do you remember that day at all, the day they won the league, what that was like and what the celebrations were like after? Um, yeah, so a way to break in. So as I say, a lot of the boys had been, the YTS boys had been in and about the, the first team. Um, and I was lucky enough that I was on the bench that day. I think Sid, I think Sid might have started the game um, from memory. And I was on the bench. So we knew we just needed to to win the game, um, and that was the three points that would have would have won us the league. So we were one the lap. I don't remember when I got told I was going to be in the squad. I can't remember if it was just in the ground or on the bus journey down. I can't remember. So we were one the lap, and there was about five five ten minutes to go, 
and I thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to get on. They're not going to risk throwing me on um, with so so little time to go, win the lap, we won the league. But then um, Frank Escalon, French magician, he got he got injured. I mean, he was such a cultured midfielder, centre midfielder, really, really good player, both feet. Um, so I cultured French midfielder gets taken off and they throw on me. <laughs> and I, honestly, I was just like a rabbit in the headlights. Um, I got, I think, I'm sure I got told like just stay in the center of the park and you know me I'm like I played hardly any games center midfield I was a left back and I got told to go into center midfield and I'm thinking oh my god I think I was sweating more than anybody coming off that pitch because I just ran about like a headless chicken for for five minutes it was like watching schoolboy football watching me I just followed the ball around everywhere but aye we we managed to get the get the three points um and yeah the league the league was won I know it was pretty, the changing rooms, obviously, you're, as you see on the TV, just champagne, tins of beer, everything getting spilled over everyone. The bus journey up the road, I think we stopped off in Pitlockery or somewhere and ended up staying in a bar there for, for hours um, and then back home to Dingwall. And the town was bouncing, social club, Ross County Social Club was heaving. Um, so it was good. And again, something I'd, I'd never thought I would have experienced. Yeah. Um, and did so yeah it was good a few weeks later then you made your first start it's a game against Montrose away from home what's your memories of that day did uh, the manager tell you in advance that you were going to be starting at all so we always stopped off um, on the way down at a hotel somewhere um, and we'd have sort of a pre-match meal and I, I think that the, the team was kind of read out um, whilst we were having the pre-match meal so Straight away, the, the nerves started kicking in. Um, again, I, I thought at most I was going to be on the bench. Um, but that was the thing about the gaffer, that he always, t- he always, if you were, the old cliche, if you're good enough, then you're, you're old enough. That was, I think, how he, how he looked at it. Yeah, so I got told in the, the hotel, and I went on and was playing a really, really good game. And it hadn't really sunk in then, but all the young boys, I guess, were kind of playing for their contracts because um, we'd only signed year year contracts, I think. So I guess this was the gaffer's way of seeing the boys that, that could come in and play and, and seeing how they could cope. Um, so I was playing OK, playing pretty well. And then after 70 minutes, got cramp and could not get rid of it. And then it was actually Bryzy, Brian McLeod, that came on for me. But straight away when you go off, you're thinking, God... Have I done enough? I mean, it's only seventy minutes, and mm. they're expecting yeah. you to be able to play ninety minutes. So you don't know if you've if you've done enough to go on and secure a contract. Um, but to, to start a game was again um, something that I won't forget, and it was uh, a good game in, in my eyes that I, that I thought I played until until I got cramped. Not long after the start of the following season, uh, a real legend of not just Scottish football but British football comes in, and in England international Mark Hatley, who'd gone from scoring for Rangers, I think, in the Champions League about five years or so previously to playing second division with a small, a short period of time with Ross County. What do you have any sort of? I know he was only there a short while, but do you have any memories of that? Remember when you were told that he was coming into the club? It was it was a shock, to be honest. I mean, Ross County. You wouldn't have thought a club like Ross County could have the pooling power, I guess, of, of getting a player like that. I mean, I know Gaffer knew him well from from being a sort of Rangers player himself. And to be honest, yeah, I can't even remember how many games he played, but you never ever saw him around the place until it was a Saturday. Um, he he kind of just turned up um, and played. I think he maybe only played a, a handful of games. Um, and I guess in my eyes, it was... Uh, 
maybe a little bit of a kick in the teeth um, to a lot of the boys that were already there um, and had been, I guess, playing and, and, and whatnot. That I mean, he was obviously a legend of the game, but his he was on on the way out of his yeah. of his career. Yeah. And uh, from my my point of view, it was kind of where I started to see my I guess my Ross County days kind of coming to an end. Um, the gaffer had started taking a lot more boys from the central belt up into the team, um, so. I felt myself that I was getting further and further down the, the pecking order of, of, of ever going to get a game again. And I, I don't, that's no slight on, on him. He had a job to do. And, and to be honest with you, 90%, 95% probably down to myself. There was a lot of immaturity in me back then. Um, I was still a young guy. And I think part of me probably thought I'd made it as a footballer when if, if you look at it there was I was nowhere near it compared to some of the boys that have gone on to have have good careers so yeah I, I think just a lot of immaturity and in hindsight you, you look back at these things and you think if, if I could have done this different or done that different would it have would it have made any difference um but I just think there were so many players coming in at Ross County during that during them days that yeah, a lot of boys were just going and me included were just going further and further down the, the pecking order. And I think yeah, when a club signs a player like Mark Hately, you think Christ, what chance have I got? Yeah, you then move uh, sorry leave Ross County during the two thousand and two thousand one season. Do you remember the conversation that they had with you when you were told you'd be moving on? I think everybody kind of knew my time was my time was up. So it was Danny Danny McDonald who I've got a lot of time for. He was one of the main reasons that I went to Ross County. And yeah, I think the conversation he said that Nairn had had been asking questions um, if I was available for loan. I think I think at the time there was I think Rothis might have been sniffing about as well. But once I heard that Nairn were looking to, to sign me, I, I just felt so I needed a fresh a fresh challenge. In hindsight, could I have stuck about Ross County? I don't think so. I think I knew my time was up. Could I have moved somewhere else or, or tried to, to fight for maybe going to another full-time club? Probably. But to be honest with you, I wasn't enjoying football at the time. Um, I'd moved back to Nairn. Um, so I'd, I'd moved out of the things at Dingwall and moved back to Nairn. So... Yeah, part of me was just kind of just wanted to get away. Um, and once Nairn wanted to sign me, then um, it was a bit of a no-brainer um, for me. And I think from the get-go, I kind of hit the ground running at Nairn. Um, it was a, a fresh challenge. Um, and sometimes it's not the end of the world, um, which it wasn't for me. I hit the ground running at Nairn and, and really enjoyed the, the first two or three seasons there. So you come into Nairn. Who are the top players at training with Nairn when you first come in? So I think Brooksy, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Brooksy was there. Loved, loved Brooksy's. Even watching him, like when I before I went on loan, um, watching games in there, and he was a young guy, um, and I guess it was somebody that you could, you could say that you wanted to, to play like the the sort of dedication and that that he showed or looked to show on the pit was something else. Uh, so you go, well, the boys that were there. I mean, I I, I went up to watch there before I before I signed. So you had your nuggets, your sinkies, um, Mo, who was there for about two hundred years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shady, I mean, Shady got some slagging, but Shady was such a top bloke um, on and off the park. I thought just a total workhorse. And then try to think of, I try to think of Motty and all that, Scotty Kelliker and all that were already there. I, I think they were Gary Farker, obviously. Um, these types of boys you enjoyed, you enjoyed playing with. Yeah, just a, a really good squad of players, to be honest. And um, yeah, it was it was disappointing that. For me, that we didn't actually win a trophy, or when I was there as that team, because um, I think it was good enough to to win a trophy. Um, yeah, definitely. 
How did you find the adjustment? You're coming in from a full-time environment to part-time environment, training only twice a week instead of sort of four or five times a week and you're having to go to your work and then train at night. How did you find that adjustment? Not too bad, I don't think. Yeah, like the work thing was a whole whole new ball game to me. I'd obviously left school and went and played football. So the thought of having to go to work was, a, was the biggest challenge. Um, playing football, it, it was fine. Um, Sharpie's training was all was always good for me. Um, a lot of ball work, hated running, but a lot of a lot of the ball work um, and any running that you did do was your usual disguise running with the ball. So no, and as I say, it was a good a good bunch of lads and a good a good level. As I say, when you've got players like Gary Farker and Scotty Kellicker in your team, they're ex pros as well. So the bar was kind of raised. Um, so you weren't. I didn't feel as though you were going in. At a, it obviously was a lesser level, but with, with having boys of that skill set in the team, the, the training levels were always quite high as well. And you had your Highland League professionals that um, hold themselves to a high regard. So training was always good um, for me. And I didn't have to travel to do it. It was like sort of just at the road for, for training. So, um, so no, it was good. The Nan County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on Zion.com to find out more.